Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the podcast Three Sides with me, Aaron McLeod, where we will talk about all things that fall under the umbrellas of high performance, passion, and equality. All right, I'm going to try this one more time. I just did an entire thing on mute, my favorite thing. So it is the holidays, the holidays. And it's a very exciting time for me personally. I am surrounded by so much love and family. And during this episode, you are for sure going to, there. there's some sounds, you're going to hear the sounds of awesome kids. I am blessed to have my sisters here with me and their children and all their families, um, and my parents. So you will hear that off and on throughout the program. Let it happen. Hopefully it just fills your heart with joy. So before we get started today, just a word quickly from our sponsors. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's cap letters B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So today's episode is kind of like most episodes that I do, if I'm being honest. I kind of start researching something and then get into this like rabbit hole of interesting information that really takes me back to the beginning of time. So it is the holidays and not everyone necessarily celebrates the same holidays, And not everyone celebrates the New Year or makes New Year's resolutions. But I was kind of interested to see, you know, is this a North American thing? Is this a global thing? When did this start? So I started researching. And what I found that a lot of this comes down to the actual calendar, the Gregorian calendar that not everybody in the world follows. So let me take you back all the way 4,000 years ago, where most historians say that New Year's celebrations began. It began 4,000 years ago in ancient Babylon. They celebrated during a period called Akitu, A-K-I-T-U. It was a 12-day New Year celebration that happened about mid-March. This was a festival where you celebrated planting crops, you crowned a new king or pledged loyalty to an existing one, you made promises to the gods to pay your debts and return any borrowed items, which is interesting. This happened on a lot of websites. I saw that they were very keen on returning all of these borrowed objects, which makes you think, what are they borrowing? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So in making all of these promises to the gods, if they were to follow through on all of this, then their pagan gods would bestow good favor on them for the coming year. If they broke these promises, well, then bad karma would probably hit them over the head. So... I did find one site, however, cnnet.com, that speaks to Egyptians taking part in something similar, but it was called Wepet Renpet. I'm probably saying that wrong, W-E-P-E-T-R-E-N-P-E-T. And that was about, like I said, 5,000 years ago, around 3,000 BC. 
Now, this actual holiday or event translates to opening of the year. There are no signs of the Egyptians making New Year's resolutions around this time, but they did celebrate the turn of the new year with celebrations that are, well, not unlike we have today. Lots of food, alcohol, and some sex. Wepet Renpet occurred every year close to the annual Nile River flood, which kind of occurred in the middle of the summer. The flooding meant crops would be fertile for another year, which is a big deal when your whole life is literally tied to agriculture. But regardless of who was first, most early New Year's resolutions, there's definitely a pattern that they're all tied to the new planting season. Fast forward to 3,000 years ago in China, around 1000 BC, where the Chinese New Year was first celebrated during the Shang Dynasty. Typical celebrations included ornate floats, decorations, costumes, and once again, it originally was a celebration of the planting season. Chinese New Year takes place every February, according to Western calendars, each year, and lasts about 15 days. Basically, from a new moon, to a full one. History.com claims that the Chinese were the first to use fireworks during the New Year celebration, which is no surprise because we all know the Chinese were the ones to actually create fireworks. So around 2,000 years ago, and this is where for me it gets kind of interesting or more interesting, 46 BC in ancient Rome, Julius Caesar literally changed the Roman calendar to create a 365-day calendar or an, an early version of the one most people are familiar with today. I say most, because as far as I can find, online anyways, five countries have not adopted the Gregorian calendar. We will get into why it's named that later. Those countries are Afghanistan and Iran, which currently use the solar Hijri calendar. Ethiopia and Eritrea, the Ethiopian calendar is the ones they use, and Nepal, which uses the Vikram Samvat and Nepal Samvat calendars. This calendar was originally, back to Julius Caesar's calendar, it was originally extremely confusing in 46 BC. And that one year was actually 455 days long, supposedly the longest year in history. January 1st became the new turn of the year. Julius Caesar also added one extra day to the calendar, every four years, which we now know as leap year. And he did that in order to stay in alignment with the Earth's revolution around the sun. So the month January is named after the Roman god Janus, J-A-N-U-S, who is the god of doorways, arches, and new beginnings. January was considered special and symbolic to the Romans, it was a time to look back at the year and ahead into the future. The Romans offered the gods sacrifices and the promise of good behavior the next year. Around a thousand years ago, the Julian calendar fell out of favor. It wasn't perfect, and so many different societies were celebrating the new year at different times. Between around 1570 and 1582, Pope Gregory VIII stepped in to solve the Julian calendar issue. He tweaked the leap year schedule and removed 10 days from the calendar, an entire 10 days. And this calendar, your Gregorian calendar, there it is, 
is the closest one we've got to matching the Earth's revolution around the sun today. In the 17th century, New Year's resolutions seem to become more commonplace. Scottish writer Anne Halkett in 1671 wrote a diary entry on January 2nd titled Resolutions and made several pledges to basically be a better person. In around 1813, a Boston newspaper featured the first recorded use of the phrase New Year Resolution. So there's the history And throughout history, there has been a shift from the change of harvest crops and more of a religious practice to self-improvement, less religious and individualized goals. But are they effective? We'll get back to the rest of this episode after this quick word from another sponsor. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cut-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Okay, so let's return back to the episode. So basically at this point, It makes sense. So many New Year's resolutions were really about survival and the dedication to being better. But now everyone, when it comes around January 1st, it seems, is setting all these resolutions. According to research, up to 45% of Americans make New Year's resolutions, but only 8% are successful at reaching them. In the UK, only around 22% of people have the same type of goals, but they're more related to self-improvement. And the same success rate applies. Research shows that 80% of people break their New Year's resolutions by the first week of February. If anyone can relate, I know going to the gym all of January, it is packed, right? But by the beginning of February, it just starts to die down and the flow of traffic going to the gyms seems to be somewhat normal again. So this kind of got me thinking, what goals are people setting and why are we so ineffective at achieving them? The most common resolutions are to eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight, save more money, pay off debt, learn a new skill or hobby, travel more, watch less TV, read more, find a new job, volunteer for a charity, start your own business, quit smoking, drink less alcohol, and spend more time with family and friends. Now, over the holidays, of course, it is totally normal to overindulge. I mean, hitting those Christmas treats or holiday treats, uh, lots of drinking, celebrating nonstop, right? So it's natural to indulge, but it comes to no surprise, therefore, that there's so many resolutions that have to do with health. 
Some experts suggest New Year's resolutions fail because of unrealistic expectations. The goals are so lofty and life-altering we get a little bit overwhelmed. So what can we do different? Experts suggest if you are really going to do this for real, break down your resolutions. Break your goals down into small, tangible steps. For example, saying, I'm just going to lose 50 pounds. It is a bit of a lofty goal, but to commit to two gym sessions a week and creating a weekly nutrition plan, that might be a little more effective. Effective goal setting is a process and takes time and effort. Successful people, according to the Harvard Business Review, they set hundreds of small goals, but the real gold is always in the why. So I love Simon Sinek, and if you are looking for a good book to help with your New Year's resolution or just your life in general, Find Your Why by him is absolutely awesome. The book is about finding your life purpose in about 25 words or less. I personally took an effective goal-setting course, and the biggest learnings I took away from it was dreams and goals only really work when it connects with your why or your purpose. For example, again, saying I want to lose weight is a good start, but why do you want to lose weight? Maybe you want to be able to play with your kids or feel better about yourself. Goals normally align with your dreams to be effective, of course. We are emotional beings. I am the most sensitive person that I know, actually. So the goal has to mean enough to you to do something about it regularly. And I'm always a supporter of being real. So if something or some goals don't matter to you, it's also about just not judging yourself for it. Simply focus on the ones that do matter to you. Another key learning is to share these goals with someone else. Why? Because it keeps you accountable. It makes them real. It puts them out there. There's also a lot of power in writing down your goals for the same reason. It increases your likelihood of achieving it, and it's easy to look back. Now, the manageable steps are absolutely key, as I said before. So for me personally, if I'm setting a goal for the year, I set that first, and then I work backwards. I break it down into milestones. That can be every three months, every four months. You can even break it down to weekly steps or daily steps. How are you going to constantly commit? And also, what this enables you to do is when you have this nice plan put out for you, obviously plans change and you have to be aware of that as well. But once you put that plan down, then what it allows you to do, and of course you always know I'm a huge proponent of mindfulness, what it allows you to do is just be more present in the moment and what you're working on. And then all your action steps become even more effective. So finally, research shows successful people celebrate the wins. No matter how small, even the huge ones, even the big ones, they celebrate all the wins. Because this really comes back to self-love. This is a huge part of the process. And of course, you know, I'm always working on my growth mindset. And it always talks about, you know, there's two things you can always really control, your effort and your mindset. And at the end of the day, you can have a plan, you can do all the steps, and it may not work out. But if you give 100% of your effort, that is literally all that you can do. 
So for the rest of the holidays, try to enjoy the moment, be safe. Hopefully you are surrounded by lots of love. This year has definitely been a journey for myself. A couple years ago, I wasn't even walking. I had tarsal tunnel syndrome so badly in both my feet. And the beginning of this year, or last year, I guess, depending on when you were listening to this, I was called back with the national team and was able to train every day. I, you know, three days into camp, literally dislocated my finger so bad uh, that I was out for six weeks. And I thought, again, I had lost my shot of going to my potentially last Olympics. I was able to get healthy, fit, play really well. I'm very grateful for all my time at Orlando um, and all the keepers that I worked with and Lloyd Yaxley, of course. And um, it was so nice to develop and continue going towards my goals and then get back in with the national team, go to the Olympics. And not only that, really work on the Mindful Project and start a new podcast. Um, I am so grateful, I have to say, for all of the listeners. I am learning as I go here. I never really pictured myself doing a podcast, but I'm trying to put out there things that I think are important in general and just interesting. So I'm always keen for feedback. Would love to hear from any of you. If you are happy with what you're hearing, then please rate us online. That would be awesome. And to close this one out today, um, I like to do this at the end of a lot of meditations, whether it's with the Mindful Project or just on my own, is to focus on something that... From basketball, football, NHL boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Three Sides with Aaron McLeod. If you are interested in hearing about a certain topic, let me know. You can email me directly at themotivenation1 at gmail.com or my Mindful Project email, Aaron at themindfulproject.us. Thank you for your presence and for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.